Dad, do you want to kill her? Leave my mother alone. The beast was possessed. It wouldn't listen to me. So I grabbed his hands and tried to free my mom. But he pushed me to the wall and my head broke on impact against the wall. Mom's eyes were getting white as he choked her. She was stretching her legs as life was running away from her. I dashed into the kitchen and fetched a kitchen knife. I plunged it into his neck. He was shocked and tried to cover up the wound with one of his hands. He let go of mom's neck and the rage I got from him overflowed my brain. I knocked him down. I kept on stabbing him over and over again. The stories we read in our lives are the foundation of everything we do. They help us connect with others to find meaning and they also allow us to develop a deeper understanding of ourselves. Hi, welcome to My Story Zone podcast brought to you by Davzia X, a show where the entire Davzia team members share original stories and gossips. So what are you waiting for? Join me. Join me. Join me. Join me. Join me. Join me. Join us. Let's share our stories. Hi guys, welcome back again to my Story Zone podcast brought to you by Davzia X. I'm Z and once again your host on this episode. So on this episode, I'm going to be telling you guys a story why I killed my father. I was only 16 years old. I killed my father and I don't regret it. No guilt that that beast deserved to die earlier. I only pity my poor mother who had to put up with him and had to suffer 20 years in prison. I grew up in a joyless home. My mom was the nicest woman anyone would wish to call a mother. She was so soft-spoken and caring. Four of us were lucky to come through her, but I'd never seen my mother happy in all my life. And my father, that beast I hope is so burns in hell, was the devil himself. As early as four years old, I would hear my mom crying. The beast never knew how to pet a woman. He was a god and his decisions were final. He would want to have intercourse. Instead of petting my mom and making her want him like other men would. No, my dad won't. Instead, he would caress her with a belt. I felt like running away because of his wickedness. As we grew up, we learned to be afraid of our dad. Whenever we hear the sound of his car, we would all run to our rooms and pretend to be fast asleep. And the next thing we would hear is, Agnes, where are you? Come here. And my mom, like a terrified cow, would come to be slaughtered. And the next thing you hear is, Agnes, taste this soup. My mom would taste the soup. The same soup that we had and it was sumptuous and delicious. He would say, Agnes, is this soup normal to you? And if mom said yes or no, the beating would follow out. Mom had gone to the hospital severally to treat broken bones and injured bones. Mom, why don't we move to a different state where dad can't find us? I will stop school and work whatever it is to make money. Mom would smile. Solomon, I love you and your brothers. For your sake, I would die. It never made sense to me why mom remaining with a wife later would actually affect us. I couldn't focus on studying, remembering the violence I would watch when I got home. I was in JSS3 when dad beat mom up, injured her eyes and broke a tooth. I hated my dad that day. I wept so much for my mom that even in her pain, she consoled me. And I said to my mom, Mom, can you come and get out of the grave to take care of us? This man will kill you one of these days. Mom smiled and this got me angry. Maybe she had a death wish. I hated dad so much that I avoided him for weeks and we would live in the same house as if we traveled. I would leave for school early before he wakes up and I would go to bed early before he comes back angry and drunk. That beast had the boldness to bring his concubine to the house. I was 15 years old at that time. 
When mom complained, it descended on her and knocked out another tooth. I was boiling in anger. One day I would kill this beast if mom didn't take me away. You could see the hatred in my eyes. He made love to the lady on the matrimonial bed. She mourned so much for mom to hear and mom cried all through the night. I blocked my ears with an earpiece. I blocked the lady the next morning as she was leaving the house after spending the night with my dad. My best friend and I beat the living day out of her life. At least I was learning something from dad. She was left with a black face like puff puff. Dad brought policemen who handcuffed me and took me away from school. Mom came to the police station to bail me out but dad refused. He insisted I must learn a lesson. What lesson? What lesson have I not learned from you? Did I beat her half the way you beat my mom? And he tried to slap me in the DPO's office then I held his hand. I am not my mother. She refused to leave even though you wanted to kill her. But I am not her. If you ever try to put your hands on me, I will fight you. I pulled his hands down. Relatives gathered and forced him to bail me out. He asked me to move out of his house and I told him I was not going anywhere without my mom. He said he married her with his money and he would treat her any way he likes. Family members had tried to prevail on him for the past 17 years of their marriage. But he had it in him. He couldn't stay a day without beating her. Mom accepted her fate. I couldn't wait to leave the house for school and I couldn't stand the beating. On this fateful afternoon, my father was on his annual leave and I was done writing my papers in school. I got back from school and the whole house was in shambles. The trail of littered household items extended to the passage connecting the dining room and the kitchen. I saw that beating mom. She was bleeding from an injury on her leg and another from her mouth. Adrenaline surged into my brain. Dad, do you want to kill her? Leave my mother alone. The beast was possessed, he wouldn't listen to me, so I grabbed his hands and tried to free my mom, but he pushed me to the wall and my head broke on impact against the wall. Mom's eyes were getting white as he choked her. She was stretching her legs as life was running away from her. I dashed into the kitchen and fetched a kitchen knife. I plunged it into his neck. He was shocked and tried to cover up the wound with one of his hands. He let go of mom's neck and the rage I got from him overflowed my brain I knocked him down. I kept on stabbing him over and over again. Mom was terrified. She couldn't believe her eyes that her son was a beast like his father. Solomon, why did you do that? Now you've ruined your life, she wept. I got up from his body when I knew he was dead and I was drenched in blood. I went to the sitting room and got his phone. I had to call the police to come and take his body and I turned myself in. I saw the number of the DPO where he had saved it. I dialed and immediately he picked up. Good day, sir. My name is Solomon Orochaye. I am calling to report that I... My mom grabbed the phone. Good day, DPO. I think I may have killed my husband. I stabbed him and he's dead on the floor. Mom, why did you do that? I killed him, not you. Do you think I don't know the consequences of my action? I thought it through. I'm ready for the consequences. For the first time in my life, I saw my mother's angry face. Solomon, nobody. I repeat, nobody must know it was you. Your dad was trying to strangle me. I picked up the kitchen knife and stabbed him multiple times since he wouldn't give up. Give me your shirt. She collected my white polo underwear shirt I was putting on under my uniform. Go and clean up yourself before the police gets here. I wanted to pay for my crime and not her. But mom, she wouldn't let me speak. Shh. Solomon, but nothing. The police are on their way. Go get changed. Shortly, the police vans flooded our streets. Abuja gossipers had gathered as the police took my dad's corpse away to the mortuary. Mom was placed in handcuffs and led away. I wept so much for putting mom in trouble by trying to save her from trouble. I was in court while judgment was being passed and mom was given 20 years in prison for first degree premeditated murder. 
I wept so much, I don't know if I could ever forgive myself for sending mom to prison where I'm supposed to be. Before she was taken to prison, she had a few words for me. Solomon, thank you for saving my life. I would have been dead by now if not for you. He meant to kill me. I got to know his secrets. He could not let me leave. He has 10 million naira in his cabinet. Use it to take care of your brothers. We embraced and soaked forever until the prison wardens peeled away from me. I go back home from the courthouse where the judgment was passed on mom. She wasn't guilty. I was the guilty one. Guilt screamed in my mind. I went back to the passage where the blood stain on the wall had turned black. I was still angry at that. Angry at myself for not having taken steps to protect her from the beast earlier. But who would protect who doesn't want to be protected? I wept for mom. 20 years in prison. I killed dad. I should be the one behind bars. I took my twin brothers to bed after fixing them a dinner of noodles and chicken. So I sat down to read. My work exams were going on. The notebook I was reading suddenly began to open itself with the speed of an electric fan. I jumped out of the chair and in horror I saw the book covered in blood. Then it was shredded into a thousand pieces. My heart jumped out of my mouth. And then a hand grabbed my neck, usually where daddy used to grab it when he wants to choke and slam us. I began to fight and kick and then it dragged me to the kitchen. It was invisible. I kept fighting and kicking, dragging as it pulled me to the kitchen. Cabinets were open and cutleries flew through the air. George, my immediate younger brother, dragged me into the room and we shut the door. We could hear the apparition walking outside the room. It walked as dad would. It stood at the entrance of the room. It sniffed out dad would and then it made a scream and disappeared immediately the light was restored. Mama Favor, our neighbor, rushed to the door, banging it down. We were too scared to leave the room, but I had to go. Solomon, what happened to you? Why are you covered in blood? I heard the scream of your siblings. The house was littered with household items, places my hand are scattered to stop the assailant, and was covered in fresh blood. George and the twins had followed me to the door. They were looking terrified. I was too dumbfounded to speak, so she got me into her car and drove me to the nearby hospital. It has been one month of endless attack from my very own father. It's only God that has been keeping me and my siblings alive. I dread every visual electronic because he haunts me through them. I may be watching a movie on the TV set when suddenly river of blood will gush out and cover the room where I'll see myself killing dad. Last week Tuesday, I received a call from the state hospital asking to speak with an older person when I told them I was only 16. Mr. Solomon, you are registered as the next of kin to this body. You have to contact your family. You come and evacuate the burial or we would be forced to bury it in an unmarked grave. I was a bit confused because we had been paying the mortuary bills, so why would they want me to take the corpse? Young Master Solomon, we think your father was an occultic man. Three doctors and two nurses have died under mysterious circumstances. The hospital management has decided to keep it secret to avoid public harassment. We don't want to cause mass panic which would make people run from the hospital. I took a deep breath. So I wasn't the only one being haunted. He had killed seven people in the hospital. I was terrified. I had to go see mom. I went to visit mom with my siblings at Kuje prison. She wasn't happy about my looks. I had a black spot under my eyes and my body was covered with bruises. She asked my siblings to go play and we were left alone. Solomon, who did this to you? She asked. I blinked the tears away. I couldn't cry in front of my mom. I had to be strong for her. Solomon, talk to me son. You look battered. Who? She asked. Mommy, 
You two don't look good yourself. Do they beat you in the prison? She shook her head. Is it him? I asked. She gently nodded and began to cry. Even at death, he wouldn't let us be. I made a mistake marrying him. My uncle forced me to leave the boyfriend I loved for him. I always wanted to run away with you and your brothers. He threatened to track us down and kill us off. I knew he would do it, so I had to stay. She wept. Go to my sister's house. Maybe he won't haunt you there. I was construing the idea. Mom, the hospital called. They want his body removed. They believe he's caused seven mysterious deaths in the hospital. That he haunts the corridors and wards of the hospital, beating up the patients. After my visit at the prison, I called the hospital and paid them off to dispose the body wherever they liked. None of us attended his burial. He was buried in an unmarked grave because none of his siblings wanted his body to be taken to the village compound. It was after his death I got to know that dad was a member of a secret cult. His members wanted his body but I was never going to do what they wanted. I began to see dad's wealth all over the continent. I saw the bank account he kept from us. We lived an average life but our occultic father was a billionaire in dollars. After another attack by my father, Aunt Maggie called for an ambulance that rushed me and Mr. Ruby, her husband, to the hospital. I was sleeping in the hospital when I felt a familiar hand touching my face. It was the hands of my mom. I thought I was dreaming and I opened my eyes and there she was. Mom, am I dreaming? She smiled holding back the tears in her eyes. It's me, Solomon. The DPO looked into the case. After several investigations, he made sure the court released me and no case against you. After several investigations and prayers, it was being discovered that every action that my father took while he was alive was due to the influence from his occultic group where he belonged. And after his death, they wanted his body returned back to them. After several prayers and with the support from the church, we were able to finally lay his soul to rest in peace. My siblings and I moved back home with my mom and we began to live as a happy family. And that is the end of my story. I hope you enjoyed every bit of it. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of My Story Zone podcast, brought to you by Davzia X. We hope you enjoyed the story. We'll be happy to get a rating and review from you on this platform. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more content like this and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss an episode. For sponsorships and advertisements, you can reach out to us on our website at films.davsia.com or email us on storyzone at davsia.com. Thank you.